0: back to click click click, click, bang
1: bang bang, bang, a photography photography podcast podcast. (laughs) oh my god we sound like professionals
0: I can't believe we're back
1: i know it's been forever like literally forever but actual time maybe like a year and a half
0: yeah very long time since we actually put anything out there but um yeah look it's been a crazy few months with COVID and all sorts of other things but we've been thinking about shit, and now we've got some stuff to talk about yeah Yeah. give us a little feel of what's coming up
1: oh my god the season is going to be awesome we're going to be talking to some industry folks so yes real life people Mm. we are talking to them in the flesh And also we're going to, you know, do what we do. We're going to hit those hard topics that we like to hit.
0: It's going to be amazing. Let's get to it. People keep asking if I'm back and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back.
1: So, Tobes, like, I barely recognize you. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You do look exactly the same, but we have not seen each other in so long. I know. What? Like, what have you been doing?
0: Well, much the same. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Said everybody no, in that's Australia. That's not true.
0: That's not true. Um, I haven't been doing a lot, like most people, to be honest. You know, mm. COVID has kind of uh, killed the buzz somewhat. I yeah. mean, jeez, it's um, it's it's spoiled careers. It's you know, closed a lot of businesses, all sorts of stuff. I wouldn't say I've been catastrophically um, affected by by COVID. It's had a small impact on some of my TV production work. Just right. you know, obviously. Not a lot of people wanting to jump into studios and that sort of stuff. So that's been a bit of a blow. But there has been um there have been a few little bits and pieces where companies have pivoted. Pivot.
1: Pivot pivot. pivot. Word of
0: 2020, 2021. Yeah, what year is it? That word. Literally pivot.
1: you did not know what year it was.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it's been over those two years.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah. people
0: have been using that damn Absolutely, word.
1: Yeah. Here we go, pivot.
0: So, yeah, a lot of businesses have been doing what were previously in-person big events, you know, mm. at conference centres and things like that. They've been turning those into TV productions essentially. So yeah, right. So companies like PwC, Telstra, Amazon um, have all been moving into a kind of online experience for their customers and clients and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I've just been producing a few of those and doing bits and pieces. Yeah, it's been pretty good fun. We actually did one with PwC after the federal budget which was Great
1: That's fun. That's Price Waterhouse yep, yep.
0: Coopers, and they do a budget review every year. So we did that, and it was hosted by uh, Hamish McDonald. So I it was, um, it was great fun, and he is an absolute gem. So wow. hi, Hamish, if you're listening, and and thank you for your fantastic work that you did. Um, that was a lot of fun. It was very much like q and A Q&A kind mm. of setup. We had Julie Bishop there, Mike Baird, yeah, right, uh, Annabelle Crab. I mean, it was fantastic really good discussion and were
1: they like all like zooming in from the no phone? so we did that one in right. person
0: so that was in between first and second lockdown right so it was kind of things were calming down a bit just before you know the shit hit the van in june i think it was or july yeah. june
1: we got into the full lockdown. yeah and
0: everything went crazy so that was a lot of fun and that you know at that point that was when things really sort of you know, took a turn for the worse, and you know,
1: yeah.
0: uh, the boss of the production company I was working for couldn't even get to work because he was in a, like a, a high risk LGA that mm. was completely hard locked down. So it was just, it was chaos, really. But you know, yeah. thankfully things are, are coming back. But what about you? You've you've had a you've had a big year in a way.
1: i have had a huge year, a huge <laughs> tell us, like tell a huge all. like two years. Yeah. Well, as you said, people have had to pivot. <laughs> And I definitely pivoted. Like, you know, I think, yeah, our last episode was just after the end of lockdown one. We were coming out of, out of that. That's right. And we were able to do a few things. Like I was able to go back to work and I was doing some council events and yep. stuff like that. Um, like not every, I reckon 30% of my work came back between lockdown one and lockdown two. Okay, And then when lockdown two hit in June, like just everything gone, <laughs> kaputskis, nada, nishta. And to be honest, not a lot of it's come back. I mean, I shoot events and people and people are still like not really <laughs> Not a lot on, of people going out. No, not me. And especially indoors. Like, yes, there's a lot of music festivals coming back because yeah. it's outdoors, whatever, yeah, but yeah. people are really nervous to put on an indoor event. So that kind of stopped for me. So yeah, I think it was between lockdown one and lockdown down to i decided to write a book
0: (laughs) oh yes you did and tell us what is that book called man
1: okay so i so i wrote a travel memoir travel guide called around australia 80ks and it's all about my journey around the country with my husband and my dog in my 1975 yellow combi etta and yeah it's like a travel memoir travel guide it's really funny and interesting and i was (laughs) very very lucky and i think we'll do an episode about publishing i was very very lucky to pitch it and get a publishing deal with an amazing independent Australian publisher, A firm Press. And yeah, so my whole like end of 2020 and all of my 2021 has been about writing the book, producing the book, like designing it, um, working with my publisher and then now promoting it now that it's out. So it just came out and it's available everywhere in all <laughs> the bookstores, including Kmart and Big W. But we also encourage you to purchase from your independent bookseller. <laughs>
0: Sponsored by. Yeah, no, that, that, that was. That but was you,
1: a, you actually helped me with the launch. I did, and
0: it was great fun. the The launch was was great fun. Sadly, we had to do it remotely because yeah. of uh, because of COVID, of, of course. But and it was an absolute honour to do it because I think you know what you've done with this book is 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 fantastic, and it's it's That's a real true. a good example of what we're going to talk about today a little bit is you know the fact that a lot of businesses and organisations have have either had to completely overhaul the way they work or just have gone completely yeah. and just just died and I think you know what you've done with the book is a great example of of somebody that that really had to think hard about you know what the hell am I going to do now and you've, yeah. you you talked a little bit about you know the fact that you thought well maybe maybe I, I did have to sort of think a bit harder about my business and and perhaps I didn't think hard enough about it you know just talk a bit a little bit about that because you've said yeah yourself that you feel like maybe you weren't prepared for this?
1: No, I mean, and obviously how can you ever prepare for something like this? But I don't even think, like hindsight's a beautiful thing and looking back on what happened to my business and where I am now is that I don't think that my photography business was in any kind of place to withstand any kind of loss of work. Yeah. Okay. Like I really relied on every single bit that I got. And I really like I really took this time while I was writing the book and doing all of that. I took this time to really look at my photography business and assess it. And you know, I sort of said to myself, this pandemic is gonna weed out those businesses that mm. were never really going to succeed. And I definitely think I would put my photographic business in that pile. Yeah. Um and I don't know if that was just down to the fact that I was scared or didn't believe in myself enough to push my photographic career further than it than it was or is yeah. um maybe that has a lot to do with it but yeah I definitely think that I I wouldn't have uh, survived anything um, any kind of loss of work or any kind of change within the industry so it's really coming out of it now and trying to get more work now I think I'm having to pivot again and do, <laughs> s- do something completely different because what I was doing actually wasn't working. I was really living invoice to invoice, like honestly, yeah. and I was chasing clients all the time yeah. and I actually wasn't getting enough work. I think, you know, I relied on the fact that I have a partner and we have a dual income and I really don't think I ever pushed my photographic business to where it could have been.
0: Pre, Even before COVID? Oh, right? shit, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it yeah. really, this whole thing's made me realise that. And I think that a lot of a lot of businesses have gone and they haven't survived probably because they, they weren't in the right shape to start with.
0: Did you ever think about doing something completely different?
1: Well, I did write a book. Uh, uh, but yeah. But it was still, <laughs> but it's still
0: photography based. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, like for <laughs> like me. Like being a milkman. Yeah, yeah. I should say it is not a photography book. There's lots of amazing photographs yeah, in true. it, obviously. But it's, it's a book. yeah, it's a travel book. There's lots of beautiful, really funny stories in there. So for me, I felt like that was really outside my comfort zone. But no, I mean, I can't, A, I can never work in an office. I cannot work for anyone else. I do not do well under a boss. You know, I came from like, before I was a photographer, I came from the community services like area. I was an advocate. And I could never go back to something like yeah, that. It I was too, it was too stressful, too much, no, no. No, 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 no. No, I'm the same. So no, I couldn't, I, no I couldn't do anything else. So that's why like the pivot to doing the book and using my photography and the stories that I had remembered from this amazing trip I took pre-pandemic, it just, I was like, what the hell do I have to lose? Yeah. I really have nothing to lose. And honestly, it has saved my career. Yep. And honestly, it's it saved my mental health because... Being able to do something productive during this massive lockdown has been amazing. Yeah,
0: I can imagine. But, you know, writing a book is the perfect pursuit for the, the, you know, when you're locked at home, I mean, that's what most authors do anyway is going yeah. to lock, lock themselves away somewhere to,
1: Absolutely, to yeah. get the words out. And but, I've learnt so much. Like yeah. I have learnt so much about publishing and, and writing and like I feel like I'm a whole different person mm. like before all of this happened and I feel like whatever my career or my business is going to be Post-pandemic, it's going to be completely different to what it was, yeah. and I'm starting to think about that now, as I think a lot of photographers are.
0: Oh, 100. Not just photographers either, but you know, any creative. Yeah, but I think you know your experience is a, is a great example of of someone that's you know flipped the flipped the game really and and done you know something really incredible. So congrats once again. <laughs> I, I think it's a it's such a great book. It's like you said, it's a lot of fun to read. It's going to be super useful for a lot of people as well, myself included, when I do finally start travelling Yes, again, so. because you
1: were going to go to like Central yeah. Australia and then the second lockdown happened. That's
0: right. Literally days before we were oh about to gosh. leave. So we had a whole, you know, two-week trip um, booked similar to you know, like a mini version of what you guys did really. So flying into Alice Springs, going over to Uluru, and then driving up uh, in a van uh, all the way up to Darwin. But sadly everything got cancelled. So,
1: Well, now you have the perfect travel companion. Yeah, which I didn't have before. (laughs) So,
0: you know, every cloud, I guess. But, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, individuals uh, and people having to change. But we've also talked in the past few weeks just amongst ourselves about some... Uh, pretty big organizations that have gone under as a result of the pandemic, as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And like what that has done to the state of the photographic industry in Australia. And I guess one of the more monumental failures of this time <laughs> period has been the absolute and utter demise of the AIPP. Yep. That's it. We're done. Yep. After 75 years, we can no longer do this. Yep. Dwindling, I think they said like dwindling memberships.
0: Oh, lots of, da, da, da. lots of reasons, but primarily, you know. As is the case with a lot of things, COVID has been the underlying cause, I suppose. And AIPP, which is the Australian Institute, Institute of Professional, professional Photographers,
1: I think. Yeah, got um,
0: for those of you that don't know, it was kind of a, a union of sorts, I, I think it started out that way.
1: It was like yeah, a professional body. back in body. the day.
0: So, yeah, it's been around for about 75 yeah, years. Yeah, 75 so years. So it's got a long history. Um, and it primarily sort of acted as a, you know, to sort of help photographers, I suppose, in a time when nobody really took them seriously. There wasn't really an industry at all to yeah. speak of in, in Australia at the time either. So no. it was kind of a good, uh, you know, it started with good intentions. But, you know, the reaction to them going under has been, I, I guess, mixed at best. But p- yeah, for the most part, it's been most people have sort of said, well,
1: duh, you know, what, did it's they, been a what, bit what were they doing anyway? Yeah, yeah. because I think... You know, and not to totally shit on the AIPP, but (laughs) in the last decade, they've basically been a glorified camera club and that is no disrespect to camera clubs because actually camera clubs are so much better because you have that beautiful social aspect of camera clubs, which I think, you know, during the pandemic has kept people going. They've been doing them online and that's kept people really going. Whereas with the AIPP, it really was just like, you know, they'd have their events and they would hand out their gold, silver and bronze. And it was kind of like a bit of a wank and they really didn't, do anything for the professional photographer per no, se. I think
0: even joining was a little bit sort of restrictive as well, wasn't it? You have to show your portfolio. Oh yeah, you have. Oh yeah, absolutely. They they had to agree that you were good enough to be part of the yeah under gang. their standards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? I mean, Jesus. But um, you know, it's 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 there's been some interesting reaction that we that we've read one. One of the them that I want to read out is from Ali Chowdhury who wrote a piece on F-stoppers about the, the closure of AIPP. And he, similar to us, was, you know, a little bit indifferent, didn't yeah. really think much of them anyway. He had been a member, interestingly, oh. but he did say that he – sort of stopped being a member for the past few years I guess because he thought it wasn't really
1: what have you done for me lately yeah exactly
0: now he paid 500 bucks a year shit to be a member FYI
1: neither of us have ever been a member no no
0: we should we should uh we should say that but 500 bucks a year is quite a lot that's heaps now for that you didn't really get a lot according to to Ali Ali said you sort of got a few coupons and you know a couple of invites to some Industry yeah. events or whatever, yeah. but he says quite rightly for that money, he felt like he needed a little bit more. Yeah. And Not only that, he qu- he questions what what's happening to that, what was happening to that membership fee. You know, think of all the yeah. hundreds, if not thousands, of members that Where these was guys that money going? had. Five hundred bucks a year, you know, times a thousand. It's not bad. Yeah. On, Were they probably. just
1: like pumping that money into like hiring out big halls for their Who photo knows? awards? Like, Who knows? I feel like as a professional photographer, if I'm going to pay a membership to a body that's there to, you know, support me, I yeah. don't want that money just to be going to like, you know, exi- like, you know, judging exhibitions no, of course not. where like a whole bunch of like pompous white people, because it's always white <laughs> people, sit in a line and like go gold, silver, pass. Yeah. you know, <laughs> read the room. <laughs>
0: I know, pretty bad. But look, another organisation that I am genuinely sad about disappearing. Me too. And thankfully, well, hopefully, it's not permanent. Yeah. Is the ACP, so the Australian Centre of Photography, which is based in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and was really a beacon for many. For, for photographers of all levels, not just pros, but 100%. you know, beginners, anyone, anybody that was interested in in the uh, in the media. It was. Um, they say they've gone into hibernation. Yeah. So and they're
1: figuring stuff out. Like they're they've figuring got a board of like, directors or whatever that's trying to figure so out what to do next. it's
0: terminal, but it's not, It does
1: sound bad. It's
0: not great either. Yeah. So, yeah, they say they're looking at their investment options and all sorts of other things. So yeah. they've clearly got some financial issues Yeah, going I mean, on. I think
1: we started wondering when they closed the gallery on that's Oxford Street right, yeah. and moved somewhere else, somewhere yeah. smaller.
0: They moved into to a small space still on Oxford Street, but a bit bit further down towards the city. And that really was, it was really just a satellite gallery, really. It wasn't yeah. really providing the same services that the that the ACP did. They Yeah, weren't because doing... they used
1: to do awesome workshops. Exactly. You could, you've been to heat I've done them. loads of
0: them. I've done loads. I did, you know, my first proper camera course was done there. Uh, I think they called it Camera Craft. And then I think I did two of those actually, Camera Craft 1, Camera Craft 2. Uh, I did a photojournalism course there with a, with a photographer from the Sydney Morning Herald, which was oh, bloody awesome. fantastic. Yeah. That was six weeks of, you know, amazing insight into an industry that yeah. i would love to be in yeah um and you know just we had to all produce a story over those six weeks so we had to you know deep dive into something that that we wanted to do which was which was amazing um and then at the end of all these courses you usually were, were given an exhibition so as a group yes
1: i always you, remember their huge yeah, you, exhibitions you got to
0: exhibit at the acp in in sydney which and is it amazing. was amazing it was awesome it was so much fun and yeah. like you said they were they were chockers, those things. They were ram jam. Oh my of god! People.
1: Opening night was always just packed. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah.
0: It was really good. So I really, really missed that. And for me, at the time, I wasn't, you know, in photography particularly in a, in, a, in a deep way at, at all. But it, I never felt like an outcast there. Yeah. I never felt like I wasn't good enough. You you, you were always welcome there. They were were super welcoming.
1: Everyone who worked there was so nice, but also for the simple fact that like, it's just not a big loss. It's a huge loss for, you know, people attending those kind of workshops and wanting to exhibit, but it's also a huge loss for those photographers who were teaching there. Like that was good income. I can imagine. For sure. So yeah, it's a, it's really sad. And I really, really hope that they, that they come back in some way because, you know, we were sort of saying off air, like, with the state, the way with the state of the industry now, I feel like in Australia we need some kind of governing body yeah. that's going to lead us through this time and rise out of the ashes at the end and start addressing some of these huge issues in photography that you know we spoke about in season one.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of a void for sure. And look, we've got the MEAA, which is the Media uh, Entertainment uh, Arts Alliance. Yep. So we, we've got those guys, but. You know
1: They're not super focused on no, photographic
0: not really. journalists and,
1: and and artists. They're not really.
0: Not really. More of a hardcore journalism kind yeah. of union, I think. Yeah. And that's, you know, through no fault of their own, I'm sure that they they are happy to, you know, help people in other industries as well, obviously. Yes,
1: like I've been a member there and they have yeah. helped me greatly yeah. throughout the years.
0: But I think that photography, if it's gonna go anywhere. It really does need
1: something. Someone something,
0: something central. And I think, you know, perhaps the ACP could be it. It could. So if they're sitting back, you know, in their hibernation suites, you know, thinking about hibernation <laughs> suites. thinking about yeah, what, what the hell next? are we gonna do. Um, let's just put it out there that this is you know, there is the industry is crying out for yeah you know represent the, the, the beacon they were in sydney they could be that on a national level
1: absolutely they could and you know like we do need some kind of governing body that's there to say okay this is like standard prices what people are charging in our industry yeah. yes you can go below or above but this is what the standard is and and you know there to give out legal advice yep. uh, career advice you know opportunities to teach go to workshops learn exhibit god their their gallery on Oxford Street was so amazing. Yeah. And yeah, like you're saying, they could totally if you know, if they could get the capital, I guess, they could, you know, start back in Sydney, but they could grow. They could, you know, open up in different state capitals yeah. and yeah. it could really be like this the thing that we've all needed. For sure. I, I mean
0: imagine a, a satellite A C P venue in every amazing. capital city in, in Australia. It'd be so and good. It, it would mean that Sydney photographers don't only get to exhibit in Sydney. They could potentially have their work seen in Melbourne as Absolutely. well and various other places. And I it mean, would draw
1: international artists out here. Oh, for sure. Especially because we have such high vaccination rates. Yeah. Like if you're an artist from overseas and you want to like exhibit here, it would be a great opportunity. Yeah.
0: I bet they wouldn't have one in WA though, hey?
1: I don't know maybe Mark McGowan might say that that one, (laughs) but yeah I think like just through like what we were talking about in season one there are a lot of issues in this industry and a lot of them need to be addressed and yes the pandemic has weeded out I would imagine weeded out some of those people who were you know shooting burners and undercharging because I doubt they've survived this whole fucking shemozle right but still like we this is our opportunity now to build this industry up as a professional industry in many people's eyes like yes it's a professional industry but a lot of people people, you know, like those snappers and those really, really (laughs) professional photographers, like a lot of the public have no idea about what we do and why we charge what we charge.
0: No, indeed. And, you know, worryingly, I've seen a few other snapper type businesses popping up over the past few weeks. Can't remember the names of them, but uh, yeah, it just, it's quite sad to sort of see, um, I think I saw one the other day on Indeed, I have a, a, I have a job alert email that comes every now and then for photography and, and other stuff. And there's people that are charging, you know, or offering things like uh, doing a wedding for six hours for $300 or Jesus. something. like And you just think, really? Yeah. Seriously? I mean, it's that's just, horrible. it's depressing. No. And so we need to get rid of that sort of shit. Yeah. And I think if we've got somebody, you know, that's some sort of national body or national, just a spokesperson, anybody yeah. that can come out and really, you know, punch these people in the face and say, yeah, look, a big this is not on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we should not be treating, you know, professional people in this manner. It doesn't really happen in many other industries to be no. fair. Photography is quite unique in, in in terms of people getting ripped off
1: absolutely. for their
0: work. Yeah. We all, we've all we all seen that. Um, yeah, so I think there's definitely a space for it. And, absolutely. You know.
1: And I guess also, like, in saying that, like, and not going down that way of the AI- AIPP where it was yeah. a little bit fucking elitist.
0: Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, like, the reality. I wouldn't have joined it.
1: No, fucking. No. I wouldn't have
0: felt comfortable even starting the process of doing no, something like that. No, absolutely
1: not. That. And, you know, like, the reality of the situation is, is, like, with, you know, freedom of information and the internet and technology, yeah. there are some bloody amazing photographers coming out that are completely untrained, that have learned, self-taught, Yeah. you know, and they've fucking way better than, you know, people who consider themselves to be like some of the top photog- photographers in the country who have their degree or whatever. Like that's just not a thing anymore. No, You know what I mean? This this level of elitism that, you know, professional photography can kind of have, it needs to be chopped down at the knees. And yeah, I think that sure. if something comes back, like the ACP, they need to understand that, that it can't be elitist and it can't be selective.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's – I don't think that's a good thing for any industry, not not just photography. This If there's an elite level of people that are – you know, doing the things. The gatekeepers. Yeah, it's just not healthy at yeah, all it's for, for balls. anyone, and it, and it ruins grassroots. Absolutely. It ruins anyone that's thinking about coming into into the industry. So yeah. that whole entry level aspirations are just gone, really. Which is, yeah. you know, nobody wants that. So,
1: you know, let's, I feel like let's we've done build a lot. This up. I feel like let's we've done a lot for the ACP. Like we've given them a lot of great ideas. Like I maybe they so. shouldn't invite us to the next board meeting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or sponsor the podcast when yeah, they get back the, on their feet. Or
1: sponsor the podcast <laughs> when you come out of hibernation. <laughs>
0: So it means it's season two now. Yeah. You know, who'd have thought we'd got through season one? But anyway, here I we know, it's are. a long time. <laughs> season two, got a lot of new things coming up. We're going to be talking about... You know, the usual topics as we just have. But, you know, what else? What else is coming up?
1: Well, we sort of thought at the end of the last season that we needed to talk to more people. Yeah. You know, industry folk.
0: Let's get them to help us dissect
1: these issues. Yeah, and not just photographers, like people that surround the photographic industry, yeah. like makeup artists, yep. um, producers, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, we've got some amazing people in the pipeline. And next week we have a really amazing photographer called James Day who's a really quite famous wedding photographer here in Australia. So he's like our first guest. He
0: is. And what a top guy, can I just say, James was. hes Absolute you know, legend. He gave up a lot of his time to, to come and chat with us. And we recorded it some time ago, um, but uh, it was a lot of fun chatting to James. And, and look, we didn't just talk about wedding photography either.
1: No. He, he Mate, we went deep. Of, uh, we went deep.
0: We went real deep. And he had plenty of uh, interesting stories to tell, which was uh, a lot of fun. Um, we're also lining up a few photojournalists. Yes, we're yes. Get ma- I
1: won't. No, no. I, w- I won't name names. Okay. In case he pulls out. But I don't think it <laughs> we've got some pretty prominent Australian photojournalists in the pipeline.
0: Yeah, we do. You we're know, planning. I pulled some
1: strings. We're <laughs> planning to speak
0: to a few of them. Hopefully.
1: So. Yeah. So you can look out for that because I think we're going to get some really awesome stories and information from those kind of people. Definitely. But, yeah, we're just we're putting the feelers out and we're getting people lined up and I'm really excited about it. I am too.
0: I am too. I think it's, it's going to be, be epic. I think it's going to be really epic. So, uh stay tuned because we'll keep you informed of who we've got coming up on the show via our socials and various other things which is, you know, Springing back into life like spring trees and jacarandas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were just saying that because like, you want to promote your jacaranda video. Oh, yeah, just uh, get
0: onto my YouTube channel and check out my. Yeah, Toby's my got some amazing. Silly jacaranda film that I did because yeah. I was bored. <laughs>
1: it's, it's pretty good.
0: But it was quite nice to do. But um, but yeah, looking looking forward to, to season two. So stay tuned. Uh, it's great to be back. Good to have you back, so in, good to be back uh, in front of the mic, Mez. I'm
1: so happy to see you. I nearly cried when I saw you oh, getting out of the car. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you. Bye.
0: Click, click, bang, bang. A photography podcast is produced by Meredith Schofield and Toby Farage.
1: Oh, my God. That's us. It is
0: us, Mez. But look, we're not the only two cool cats behind this thing, are we?
1: No. Our amazing branding is done by Jacqueline Ding, a.k.a. Your Better Half, Tope's.
0: Definitely my better half. And the fantastic music that you're hearing. Let's just have another little listen. Sweet so tunes. Good. That fantastic theme was composed by our good friend Simon Figuetti a legend of the music
1: scene. Such a legend.
0: You can subscribe to this podcast everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us. It really helps people find our podcast. And you can check us on the socials at CCBB Podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye.